I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you're one of our Patreon supporters, this is your extended ad-free version of the show. And thank you, patrons, including Kyriakos Karanos, Roland, uh, Roland White, right, uh, Jane, this is the Bixby Hoping Pete enjoyed the cabin, and Captain Caveman. I decided to pick out two of our more unusually named supporters this week, Yes, Ian. that is, uh, I was so confused reading that earlier. Yes. Like, what does this mean? I was quite confused reading it back, and I knew it was going to be there. So um, thank <laughs> you to those people. Uh, and but all of these people are supporting us directly, and you can join them. Get our full length. That means longer ad-free show. Uh, our live streams, our twenty-four-seven Discord community of fellow nerds, and they are the most beautiful, wonderful people. And we talk a lot uh, all through the week, uh, as well as our Patreon exclusive weekly sister show, Extra Message, which this week I recorded in a storm, and that will be going out on Wednesday. Uh, you can get all of that or some of it by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Um, Ian, just I wanted to throw this out there in case anything happens while we are recording this episode because um, the sky is collapsing outside the podcast studio here today, also known as my little home studio in my house. Uh, it is torrenting, torrenting rather, with rain. The thunder is going, the lightning is going, so it may well that this all just cuts off and we don't have a show. Is that likely? No. I just thought it's not... It, it is. There is a finite, non-zero chance that it may <laughs> happen. So I wanted to just sort of prep you in case. And if there's any loud bangs in the background, it's it's very likely to be the sky. Well, okay, I'll keep an ear out for it. I won't be to hear it anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh, th- let's start with our first news story then for where else would we begin? Uh, the BBC write, uh, wrote this week that Eurostar, that is the train that runs under the sea to link Britain and the continent, has blamed the coronavirus pandemic for its decision to remove free Wi-Fi from standard class carriages but keep it in the premium seats. Writing on Twitter, the operator said this week, quote, as a result of coronavirus, we have had to review and amend some of the services we offer, and at the present time, we are only able to offer Wi-Fi in our bracketed standard premier and business premier carriages. Our apologies for the inconvenience caused. Now, as website ISP review or IS preview, I, it's up to you how you pronounce I, that. I, I would say ISP review. I, I, th- I, I thought you would, yeah. Um, accurately stated, uh, Eurostar's Wi-Fi is supplied to the trains via a trackside network of 3G and 4G-based mobile broadband cells. So what's the hell difference does a pandemic make? Um, There was a separate story, however, in which a spokesperson for the train company told the BBC that the move had been temporary and Wi-Fi had now been restored throughout trains, Uh, but but, but they stopped short of explaining how coronavirus, or actually, no, the C word, as I think we'll from uh, henceforth refer to it as, uh, had affected 
uh, providing Wi-Fi from a trackside network to standard seats. Eurostar said in a statement, uh, following an unprecedented fall in, our de- in demand across the travel industry, we made some temporary changes to simplify our business. This included the Wi-Fi connectivity offered on board. We are pleased to say that Wi-Fi is now available on board and is free throughout all classes of service. Now, wow. Um, where do we begin with this? I don't uh, know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's so weird, isn't it? So, so, so weird. It sounds like something that would could be mistaken. Well, could be could be written off as a mistake. And if they'd have come out and said, oh, uh, sorry, this was, you know, this was the intern, um, you know, um, but don't worry. You know, we've we've shot and killed them. They, they won't be touching the Internet button again. Uh, we threw them under the train, which is even um, more drastic than just, you know, dismissing them. Um, but they didn't. They said, no, this was basically on purpose, but we have reversed it, which, um, funnily yeah, enough, but- they also do with, with their trains. What? <laughs> um, I. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It like your joke. Um, it's it's so confusing because ultimately, I doubt this is going to save them any real money. Um, I don't think it would have made any difference at all. I mean, they're already providing that service free to two classes of tickets. Uh, I don't know if it was available to buy in the standard class tickets, but one would assume if it's normally free, they probably won't have any. Uh, infrastructure in place to allow you to buy a ticket so it can't necessarily have been to push people to that by the time you get on the train it's probably too late to upgrade your ticket so it doesn't feel like a push to get people on the more expensive tickets it just doesn't make any sense it it, it genuinely really baffles me because you you'd think as well that if if somebody if they wanted to entice people to 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 take a trip and help them out with this drop in this unprecedented drop in demand you'd throw in more stuff wouldn't you free teas cucumber sandwiches yeah exactly you know free free massages have a haircut free dinners whatever um the only thing i could come up with as an even vaguely plausible reason for this is to do with money that if they are trying to save money then limiting the amount they pay to an internet yeah. supply provider um, for capacity, if that could save them, I, I, I don't know what the, the ratio is of premium seats to non-premium seats, let's say 10 to 1. You know, If they could cut the cost of Wi-Fi access by 90% in, by doing that, mm. then that would make a difference. But I also sort of think that if, if things have got to the point that a train provider is so in the red that the difference in a bit of wi-fi connectivity could help make the difference between going out of business and not doing then i think we're in even more dire uh, times than 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 we thought yeah but i also i mean they'd have to be crazy to be paying per gigabyte gigabyte wouldn't they that wouldn't make any sense at all from a business perspective. You'd have a deal done with somebody. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know if they use sort of very standard commercial 3 and 4G things from other, you know, whether it's provided by someone, say, for example, Vodafone or someone like that, and whether there was a special deal done. But you would, you just wouldn't sign up for a, a, a per gigabyte plan on, on something like that because you wouldn't be able to control those costs. Mm. It would be absolutely nuts. So the deal must have been surely something like, well, you, we'll pay for you to put the cells in and we'll give you X amount per month to cover the data. Um, but you, there is just no way you would sign off on letting 
the public get, have free reign to that data and not be able to control the cost. It would just be stupid. So really, I just don't see this how this happened at all. It, it, it must. It feels like it must have been some sort of mistake, but I, I just don't know. Well, there are some interesting. There's some interesting uh, suggestions actually in our live chat um, in in our Discord server right now. Uh, Richard said, um, "If they ha- really have an unprecedented drop in demand, then surely one less train an hour or day would be more logical." And you know, it stands to reason that 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 could work. But then I suppose you've still got that train to look after, so you might as well run it and get some money from the tickets. But I, I don't. I'm not particularly knowledgeable about um, the finances of running an intercontinental train network you know no me neither um it's a definite gap in my skill set i should immediately go and get that job and see what it's involved uh nick is saying right now that um if they were simplifying their business uh, as they said that maybe there was less management of the service to do uh, such as checking whether it's working or dealing with issues etc which again i could believe but it sort of feels like it would be a very, 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 very small amount of money in the grand scheme of things. Um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I Possibly. mean, you know, your Eurostar ticket's not the cheapest thing in the world anyway, at the best of times. So it, it's it's very unlikely that, you know, this is going to make any difference. I, yeah, it just It's baffling. It is a bit. Uh, and Ian Baxter says, um, I think it was a marketing F-up not a tech or financial issue which frankly sounds perfectly plausible probably the most plausible thing at all of all you know maybe it was made for some internally good sounding decisions but externally it just you know looked crap i don't but i just don't understand why a marketing department would think like that bearing in mind i work in a marketing department so well, I, I mean, don't. Yeah. Well, Nick. I mean, Nick says possibly less about money and more about simplifying the process, which isn't always the same. And quite I think that's... possibly. I, and I haven't travelled on Eurostar for many years, but I'd be fascinated if anyone has who could let us know what the process is. You know, is it is it the sort of thing where you have to register and then you put in a ticket ID or something like that, and it knows whether which class you're in, and then you know assigns you whatever. And is that is that was it perhaps the configuration error? You know, like maybe maybe the technical people were responsible or before. Before the, before the C word hit, I, I mean, I travelled fairly regularly. I wouldn't say frequently, but re- certainly regularly on Eurostar. And um, when you're on there, you tend to just connect to the network. You're certainly not putting in ticket details. You're just you just connect to the the the. It's like a uh, the SSID is just like Eurostar Wi-Fi or something or Eurostar free yeah. Wi-Fi, I think. But I, I rarely ever used it anyway because I just use 4G. Yeah, I mean, well, again, you know, for most people, when you're either in France or you know wherever, wherever your train happens to go, because obviously they go everywhere, it, now pan-European roaming is not charged. It doesn't make any difference, does it? If you can get, if the train can get 4G, then there's a pretty good chance you will as well. And I'll tell you something that's quite surprising: the connectivity under the sea in the tunnel is really good. Like it's fast, yes. it's it's quick, it's the latest. Which is when. Obviously, Decent. you can't use your normal 4G services either. So yeah, no, 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 no. You can. That's my point. Oh, really? You can use, so yeah, they've they, just they, put repeaters in. They've put repeaters all the way through a tunnel. Oh, brilliant. Well, then in that case, what's the point? I don't even. What? How has this even become a thing? Like, because well, not everyone has unlimited data, and well, yeah, you might but, be streaming films or something. But um, and, are you and, allowed and, to do that? I mean, is that is that not blocked by their Wi-Fi? Because I imagine it is blocked on most Wi-Fi things on trains and planes and stuff don't know because i've never done that don't know no. y- you might be you might be right well maybe that's maybe that's your answer maybe maybe they did some 
analysis of it noted that standard and premier standard and business people tended to work rather than watch netflix and maybe they'd you know the normal people use netflix a lot and their their data use was disproportionately high and therefore it was impacting the other uh, customers so rather than up the bandwidth they decided to stop the netflix streamers could be anything there's no point in speculating anymore is there really i like the idea that um you know just the 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 boots the, the boots on the ground the proles you know the the cat everyone in cattle class they haven't got business to do they haven't got important meeting notes to go through that they just want to binge on orange is the new black and pornography i'm terrible at working on trains so i would absolutely 100 percent be in that uh category I, I just i find it very difficult to work on a plane or a train um i'd rather just chill out and relax yeah well, uh, either way, I think it's fair to say that we have solved this dilemma um, and there can be no question. Well, so have they, because they turned it back on, didn't they, with their, you know, sheepish look. Yes. But maybe you have an opinion. Uh, maybe you've been through an interesting tunnel. Um, what tunnel is that? How is the 4G? Let us know, people. UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. City AM wrote this week that Airbnb is going to restrict under 25s from booking entire properties in the UK in a bid to crack down on rowdy parties and antisocial behaviour, which everyone of course knows, Ian, uh, does not occur with people aged 26 <laughs> or over. Uh, well, this is just the, set of the previous story in a slightly different version, isn't it? I've, I cut, this seems ludicrous to me. Oh, I'm I'm massively in favour of this, but let's let's proceed for the for the foreseeable, um, i.e. the next four paragraphs. Uh, the trial scheme will <laughs> will prevent guests under the age of 25 with fewer than three positive ratings uh, from booking entire homes near to where they live, and that those two things are key. So. No fewer than three positive ratings and not close to their registered home address. The paper wrote that the measures, which are also being rolled out in France and Spain, follow some pilots in the US and Canada where Airbnb said it had reduced uh, the number of unauthorized parties. Uh, the trial measures will still allow under 25s to book private rooms and hotel rooms through Airbnb, while um, younger users that have at least three positive reviews and no negative reviews can still make uh, entire property bookings. So essentially, if you are under 25, new to Airbnb and trying to book a whole house um, on the other side of town to you, they will assume you're trying to host it. Uh, you're trying to host an unauthorized party. Um, they will also assume that if you are age 26 and doing exactly the same thing, you're just organizing a bake sale. But yeah, if you are 18 and you haven't been using Airbnb before, then you might want to find somewhere else to have your rowdy debauchery and whatever else people do these days instead of go to university. Um, back to Travelodge, I guess with you um i do have some sensible comments on this to make in a bit in but i wanted to make a joke about it before i do sure go on you, you you may have something to say also um i mean this must have been a big problem otherwise i don't suppose they would have bothered with it so therefore i yeah i mean i i think it's always slightly unfair because there will always be under 25s who will be nice and respectful and you know maybe just want to i don't know get 
together and you know especially in these times where your options are pretty limited in terms of having a you know a, a gathering of a restricted number of people yeah if you think about it it's not like nightclubs are open or you know or there's there's other you know holiday resorts are easily accessible i can sort of see the logic of some young people getting together and going hey why don't we have a week in you know down the road where we can just you know hang out together and listen to some music and it doesn't have to be a you know balls to the wall you know mess around I, I, i'm trying to moderate my language here i know what i was yeah, going I, to I, say i know mate i know and, and maybe when you in, in maybe in your younger days you were having parties where your balls ended up on someone else's wall that's not for me to judge i can certainly say that um if i was 19 and someone said oh we booked a complete stranger's house for a massive bender i would yeah. say excellent sign me up and then i can't at all guarantee which parts of my body would or wouldn't uh, end up on the furniture on the wall yeah yeah I, I mean i i totally get what you mean and i and i and i can i don't i think it's it's it feels like a really quite a small problem but also 25 seems quite old i mean i don't know i i just it feels a bit like tarring everyone with the same brush but i guess that's how business works and if you were a homeowner and you were renting your property out i guess you kind of would be irked if they didn't put some processes in place but perhaps it could be optional like perhaps it could be you know that the the the, pro- the property owner gets to say whether or not they want under 25s um booking i i i i mean i'm not saying there's anyone that would be prepared to have that but at the same time you know may- maybe it isn't a big problem for you maybe you've built a house that is actually party resistant somehow <laughs> yeah wipe clean <laughs> wipe clean walls well you know i mean you fill it with ikea furniture and then it all costs 32p to replace and uh yeah yeah, if only that were true. Uh, I mean, Charlotte makes a good point that expands on your point, uh, or you were expanding on hers. I don't know who saw it, uh, which message first. Um, but uh, Charlotte says, when you book an Airbnb, you have to write a little intro uh, into what you're going to be doing while there, and people can reject your application uh, to book. Do you? Uh, Blimey. Yeah, and people can just turn them down, and she said there's a huge issue of people of colour being rejected from yep. bookings. Heard um, that. As, as well yeah absolutely but i just find it's interesting i suppose if you're a company you've got to find you've got to find that cutting off point um like where do you draw the line is it 20 once you pass 23 you stop being irresponsible i don't think so well, there at isn't, all there isn't a line is there because there are there are lots of different kinds of young people in the same way there are lots of different kind of old people i can imagine the 45 plus group being an absolute nightmare in shared homes like this you know that but you know perhaps they're they're kids are a bit older and they want to get away and you know it's the first time they've been able to do so in years without the kids and they just get blind drunk every single night and cause absolute havoc i totally think that's as possible as under 25s getting ruined yeah exactly yeah yeah stop stop drinking or i'm calling your daughter to come and pick you up i mean that's yeah and and i'm sure that's pretty common and i mean i've I've seen how people behave of all ages on holiday i don't think there's any age thing on it but i i I Mm. suppose statistically there must be some kind of argument that makes this valid and i i don't know i i'm i'm not pro it from a from a you know an age-based perspective because i think i think it's a bit mean but there must be an issue to have caused it 
Now, there's some really the, the, the live chat is on fire. Um, not literally. Um, that would be incredibly uncomfortable for all concerned. But uh, what I mean is it's um, lots of good messages being posted. Um, Richard says this is a bit short sighted of Airbnb. There are so many Airbnbs here uh, near the hospital where families book to come and stay whilst their loved ones are in one of the wards, particularly with the C word. That is coronavirus. Let's just remind you, we're not being vulgar here. Uh, and having parents and grandparents in a hospital, the local bookings are by their children. They surely shouldn't paint all bookings with the same brush just because of age. I Indeed. think that's, that's very accurate. Um, Nick says, uh, now I want to write some creative reasons for booking. Um, I need this private room for three days of unbridled sexual experimentation with a series of professional sex workers that I've scheduled and and am willing to pay for the soundproofing. <laughs> I mean, why not? It's not illegal. Uh, Just no, I suppose it's not. You know, I you know, if if you, if 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 you put that down and someone says okay, wasn't I mean, there a problem with people using Airbnbs to shoot porn? I seem to remember a story about it. You know, because obviously, oh really? It's yeah. I seem to remember something about it because obviously, you know, porn's always looking for new locations, and yeah, uh, who knows? But I, I'd have to have a look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why not? It's sort of like I remember asking, um, was it when I was getting one of my visas for the US? I I, I can't remember what it was. I, I basically I asked um, one of the people, you know, where you you know you're boarding a plane or signing a plane document or something, and it says, you know, do you have any of these in your luggage? And it's like bombs, explosives, fireworks, stuff like that. And I asked them. I said, how many people actually tick? I have a bomb in my backpack and uh. get caught that way. And she chuckled, and we moved on, and that was fine. But I thought it was a legitimate question. But I well, suppose the is. reality is there is that if you don't say, you know, declare that you have that, and then you get caught, you say, well, no one said I couldn't. <laughs> it was like this brilliant. Um, there's a couple of uh, accounts on Twitter that draw content from Reddit. And one of the things was um, about a guy who, who went to this indoor sort of activity thing with indoor go-karting and like, and, um, you know, like a climbing apparatus and stuff like that. For, it was for adults. It wasn't for children. Um, and it, there was a thing that said, oh, you, you mustn't um, have uh, cannabis or alcohol in your system when you uh, use the facilities. So he said he went to the toilet and dropped half a tab of acid in said and then got <laughs> thrown out. <laughs> I was like, what he's done there is so expensive excruciatingly perfectly followed the rules without really understanding what the rules are trying to say um and whether it's true or not i couldn't tell you but it made me laugh because it's just it is it's exactly that kind of regimented following of the rules that i find very entertaining oh i love that i love that uh, well i did promise some sensible commentary on this as well and um because I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly that there are some extremely responsible under 25s and some extremely irresponsible um, over 45s. Mm. Um, and speaking as someone who is staring down the barrel of 36, some wildly responsible people in their mid-30s. <laughs> um, well, you don't drink, so, you know, therefore this is unlikely to be a problem for you. You should just invite me to all of your Airbnbs and I will have a nice sober uh, evening of debauchery. No, um, what I did think, though, was this, to me, raised this topic of something that's been going on in discussion circles, f certainly for, for the last, I think, 10 years or so, which is this idea of reputation capital and this thing being shared between platforms. So they're saying, well, if you have only three, you know, you need three positive reviews on Airbnb, be over 25 and have no negative reviews in order, to, you know, or rather have three positive reviews and no negative reviews if you're under 25 and then maybe you can book but 
maybe you used to use um, One Fine Stay or... Um, you know, another room rental app or something. And you've got great reviews over there, but for some reason you don't want to use that platform. So you're, you you join Airbnb as a, as a provably responsible member of a house sharing platform, but you have nothing to show for it. And in a uh, in I think in an ideal world, this 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 reputation capital that you've built up over various different places could in some way be ported or referred to um between different between different apps you know and some people might say well maybe that's your social media profile and you know if there's pictures of you like your friend dropping acid on a plane or wherever he was um <laughs> then may, maybe but i just think that would be a great solution to something like this um but but it but it, but there isn't really one is there to no, my knowledge not really um i just i don't know I think we should let the under 25s have some fun. They've had a really horrible time of it, haven't they? If we're honest, recently. I mean, can you imagine being the age that age and you know either just finishing university or maybe just being about to start university and wanting to cut loose and this situation unfolds in front of you? I mean, it would be absolutely miserable, wouldn't it? Yeah, completely. And and if someone invites you to a house party, you're going to go nuts, probably. And have a whale of a time. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. But I, I tell you, I t- and I don't. You might, might agree or disagree with this, but ever since I was sixteen, the idea of ruining someone else's stuff has it just repulses me. Like I, I physically, I, could, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't consider the idea of doing. It. I, if I went to a house party, I would never do anything like that. And I'm sure that that is the way the majority of young people feel. But anyway, you know, I, I think I've, I think I've made my point when it comes to the youth. They're not. The untrustworthy fools that, that sometimes they get painted, but hey ho, this is Airbnb. It's not like Airbnb has a great track record for literally anything, so whatever. Yeah. Um, have you destroyed a stranger's house? Uh, <laughs> are, are you an irresponsible 45 year old? Are you an incredibly responsible 24 year old who feels the world? and his wife or her wife or whoever uh, is against you. Well, you can air your grievances on UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. You're used to hearing the smooth, velvet sound of Nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup, topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion. Supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash UK Tech Enjoy second helpings every week. So pull up a chair, find your nearest spoon, and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies, please inform a waiter. Simon has written in with a lovely email. He says, Hi, Nathan Ian and Andy. 
Um, I have been enjoying your recollections of somewhat simpler times conveyed through the Argos catalogues, and I wanted to share my most recent use with you. When my son was born in 2017, my wife and I were looking at things to put in his memory box alongside the newspaper cuttings, lock of hair, baby record book, etc. And one thing I thought would be fantastic was an Argos catalogue from the time he was born. The idea being that it becomes a bit of a time capsule box that he can look back on in 2017 uh, on to look back on 2017 from something like 2033 and not only see his personal memories but also have a snapshot of the zeitgeist and all the innovations of the day much like the online archives archives you were scrolling through on the show the catalog for us preserves a physical memory of the time gone by thought i'd share this with you albeit something uh, that future versions of me will no longer be able to do uh, love the show regards simon and it, it's it's a brilliant idea i'd never thought about that because in a weird way an argos catalog and similar catalay are um they are little time capsules aren't they yeah, they They're are. little zeitgeisty capsules it's like a little you know zip of, of of photos or when you find an old phone and look at the photos and messages stored on it and it's like oh i remember yeah sending that that message or well or, I, that's or, the thing i never do it's because yeah. i do you remember i i was looking through an old phone and there was a chat with you in it um yes and i was I like oh this is funny I, I don't believe i remember it happening at all but anyway uh, it's yes, it is nostalgia. It's great. It was great, wasn't it? So um, yeah, it's a lovely idea. I love the idea of um, that because because the question, just to extend this forward, Simon, and I'm sure your your son will be um, extremely knowledgeable and and perceptive in 2033 and probably before then. But I do suspect, nonetheless, that the question will be. Uh, so, Dad, looking at this, I can uh, I can see this newspaper cutting of, of such a, that's interesting. This lock of hair, presume that's mine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, what is this book? Because I'm struggling to follow the narrative here, um, and and having to explain the concept of even why such a thing existed. Yeah, but that's um, part of the fun, isn't it? Well. Yeah, we'll have to. It, that will preempt the discussion about. Oh, I see. You could buy a watch with a calculator on it, or. Um, I don't know what other other things that Argos sells. Um, There's a video on YouTube of some kids trying to operate a rotary dial phone. I believe I I, want to say it's something to do with Harry Potter. It's like um, it's like a is there a I've never been to the Harry Potter experience or anything like that. I I believe there might be something where you have to use a phone or something like that. And it's some trying to use a rotary phone, and it's absolutely hysterical because obviously they have no idea and why would they it isn't that logical if you think about how you dial one of those phones it doesn't make any sense at all no i mean i suppose they struggle because no one knows anyone's number anymore well no i mean that's not the particular problem they're given a number that they have to call um (laughs) but it's um it but if you think about it it's like well how do you dial those things you know how do you make it, it it isn't as easy as it sounds like it is easy but it's not quite as easy as it sounds well, thank you for the email, Simon, and um, do let us know, of course, in 13 years' time, how your son ends up figuring out what the Helen Argos catalogue is, um, uh, and get in touch. Ian and I will probably still be doing the podcast in 2033. <laughs> if I'm alive. And a lot of fun that will be, too. I do hope so. Well, me too. Uh, that, we're doing, that we're doing a oh, podcast. Oh, right, you don't have Although also alive. that you're alive. <laughs> yeah. No, I hope you will be. 2033, that's only like 13 years away. Yeah. But you know, there's there's buses that run right outside my house. I could be run over tomorrow. 
That's true. Well, here's uh, hoping, because I don't want to have to replace you. Right, um, let's find some comments from someone else who is irreplaceable. His name is Tom Merritt, and he's going to tell us about what's been going on in the wider world of tech news this week. This week on Daily Tech News Show, we looked at the actual technical challenges of Microsoft buying TikTok. Got Lamar Wilson's perspective on why he likes Instagram Reels because it isn't really TikTok, and that's fine. Celebrated the launch of Microsoft's dual-screen Android phone, The Duo. Got Justin Robert Young's take on tech companies' strategies to keep the elections on the level. And followed that epic fight with Apple and Google. All that, and even plant-based eggs, at dailytechnewsshow.com. Yeah, obviously Tom covered this earlier in of the week, um, but um, but yeah, TikTok is still still a story that I find um, wildly confusing because I don't really understand TikTok. Well, I do, and I still find it confusing because ultimately it's been politicized. It's an anti-Chinese sentiment, unfortunately. So there we go. Hmm. Well, thank you, Tom, dailytechnewsshow.com for that. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening live. We've had loads of people listening live in the live uh, chat room, and you can become one of those people and chat with us throughout the entire week by becoming a patron and supporting us directly. Patreon.com forward slash UK Tech. On the extended version of this week's show, for example, we talk in great detail about Ian and I's perspective on the epic Fortnite battle and we come up with some strategies um that i think were quite insightful actually in mm. i say so i i believe so M- myself um you'll also get extra message this uh, next episode i think it's episode 43 and i recorded it in a thunderstorm first time i've ever recorded in a downpour wonderfully fun uh, patreon.com forward slash uk tech and thank you to everyone no matter how you are listening i think that'll do in should we go now yes let's uh, because it has actually got quite hot in here 